So here we stood in the midst of this, looking into this world of the Chavis of Vavas and his his inner world, his dialogue between his Seichel and his Nefesh. And the the words that have just been exchanged is the Nefesh very sincerely he says, um, after the Seichel, the guide, the inner mentor, the self, has confronted the Nefesh and said, do you recognize that this transition that you need to make to step onto the side of spirituality may be harsh, it may be demanding. There's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to work through. Um, you're going to have to really kind of deal with multiple parts of your of your of your being which are which are right now in a completely different place. You're gonna have to change your life, mate. And the Nefesh thinks about this and is honest and says, Koshali, Leporid Medvaramedi. Now that you've brought it up, says the Nefesh and Seichel. Now what's fascinating is this, this evolution of this discussion is absolutely incredible. Because when the Nefesh first presents itself to the Seichel, the Nefesh says, I'm ready to go. Just tell me what to do. And the Seichel says, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And all of a sudden, the Nefesh discovers inside of itself this whole world they didn't even know about. What about these things? And now the Nefesh kind of says, whoa, you're right. This isn't going to be like a walk in the park. This is going to be difficult to negotiate. I need to... All of a sudden, visibility is created in the internal world of the individual. It's an incredible, evolving dialogue. Yes, it's going to be tough for me to part from these things. I'm used to them. It's part of my life. Therefore, please, says the Nefesh to its inner guide, to the self, teach me how I can. And that's such a beautiful, again, reiteration of the fact that we have a self wise and caring, compassionate and aware that can guide us. And we have to start referencing that self, moving it out from dormancy to activity as I hope we experienced a taste in one of our sessions last week. And how's it going with uh, that discussion? Good, good. Okay, good. Yeah. We followed up with. So, yes, question. Has the, has the chasm between, that like, that's like between like uh, where we are at now and that like essential self, has the chasm just been growing bigger over time, or has it always been the same? You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to even comment or judge, because it's hard to put yourself in generations that you never experienced. But I do see that there's obviously a commonality, because this was written a thousand years ago. A thousand years is a long time. It's more enormously huge amount of time and the fact that this is a reflection of something which I can relate to right now demonstrates that this is this is part of the, the our condition this is it and obviously there may have been external background context stuff which changed but it seems that the core is always the same and the relevance of the Chavis of Vavis to us 2019, almost 2020, is pertinent. It's alive. He's speaking to me right now. And to you. And to you. And to you. And to you. Oina Seichel, the Seichel answers and says, Haloi, Yadati, 
כי בקלוז מסכים אדם הנובוי שינתחו לו חלק מגופוי. So again we're going to this analogy of the seichel using healing as the paradigm for letting go of harmful and destructive parts of ourselves. And says there are certain times where if a person wants to heal, so then they have to give up something, which is a part of them, comparable to the amputation of a limb. If a limb is diseased and is really causing havoc with the rest of the body, well, you have to find a way of removing that harmful presence. And any person in his right mind would happily give up, well, painfully but happily, give up a limb to retain life in its entirety. And therefore, says the Seichel to the Nefesh, once you understand that, and you recognize the benefit of the self-sacrifice that you're going to engage in, you recognize that, yes, yeah, sure, it looks like you're giving up a fortune. But think about what you're getting. And this is an, this is an amazing point. I think this is, a, this, is, this is very relevant for anyone who's engaged in the process of change, whether the person be born from, not born from. Any person, when you're changing, what essentially you're doing is you're taking an established life pattern that's worked for you. It's worked for you until this point because you've done it. So for some degree it's worked for you. And even if it's not ideal and you've got issues, but, but it's up and running. And you're saying, well, we're going, to, we're going to completely change this. So when you change it, it means I'm leaving the stuff behind. Now, um, very often people can focus on what's being left behind and forget what's actually happening. And when you focus on what's being left behind, it's very similar to a person that, that has a, some, some kind of growth removed from them and it's extremely painful. And you say to them, how was it? And they say, well, the operation was, it was disastrous. It was just like painful and recovery from anesthetic was difficult and I've been bedridden for, and it was just hard, hard, hard. And they say, well, how was it? This is terrible. Or you can say, well, I feel amazing, it was very painful, but I have my life. So when we're going through this process of change, the Seichel is gen- gently educating the Nefesh, what do you need to focus on? Where, where, where should your focus lie? Clearly understand that use your understanding, says the, even 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 the emotional, emotive self has wisdom. Use your wisdom to grasp that weigh it up. What's better? Is it better to live a life without surgery and have that lifespan become terminated very prematurely? Or is it better to cut off the diseased area of my being in order to heal the rest of it. Shaila <clears throat> Sanefesh, the Nefesh says, tell me a little, a little bit more about this. What kind of, what kind of goodness, what, what am I going to get? If I make this choice to embark on this journey, and to let go of the things which are holding me back, those bad habits, those, those traits. And what will I lose if I stay where I am? Which is, I think, very, very, very powerful.
when you think about it, and, and this act is such an important thing, what are, what are we getting? What are, what are we getting in this process? You know, you're giving up. And the Seichel says to the Nefesh, what are you giving up? What are you getting? And the, the Nefesh says, well, well, tell me. Tell me about it. What am I going to get? And what am I going to lose out? So the Seichel says, let me explain to you. And the Seichel goes on and says, Hatoi shalva umanucha you're going to be able to have tranquility, solidity, presence from the distractions of a world, which without it is very dark. That's a big thing. Anxiety rates, going through the roof. Depression, going through the roof, but no one cares. It's depressed. And the, the emotional state of the modern condition is, is, is frightening. It's frightening. So, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be giving up a lot, but what are we going to be gaining? We're going to be gaining shalva, tranquility, umenucha, and rest. From what? From the darkness of this world, that the pleasures are edged with sadness. Every pleasure that is a pleasure for its own hedonistic sake has a lining around it. And that lining is not silver. That lining is black. Every pursuit of pleasure, especially when you take it to an extreme, creates a vacuum and a sense of loss, not of fulfillment, a sense of disconnection, not of reconnection. That's a lot. The Tanugov postgres. And the pleasures, well, they, they expire. They expire. They're very short-lived. Whatever drug you're going to take, you're going to get out of that. The only drug that lasts forever is the drug that Baba Fats gave the man who came up and it grows and grows on the tutu tree. Remember that drug? Well, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Right? The high comes and after the high, it's a low. A very deep low. And the higher the higher, the higher the higher, the deeper the low. So the Tanuga of Poiskois, and you come to this realization, which is so strong, that your true place of rest is when you transcend the physical realm and you're allowed to exist in a state unbound, unfettered by the limitations of physicality which draw us down. And when you have that perspective and direction and destination, so then it gives you an impetus. Because recognizing what this life is all about is a crucial point. Now, it's quite interesting. I was recently sitting in a question-answer session and someone asked, you know, isn't it funny that Judaism, is it, I find it, he said, difficult that Judaism seems to focus on the afterlife more than current life. And um, the rabbi answered what he answered. I wanted to answer differently. I want to answer and say, people misunderstand the idea of the afterlife, Olam Haba, eternity, paradise, whatever you'd like to call it. And they think that it's something which sequentially 
occurs after death. The truth is, the afterlife occurs in the moment that it occurs. It occurs right now. What is this thing called Olam Haba? This, the world to come. It's actually, it's a mistranslation saying the world to come. It's the world which is coming. It's right now. How does it work? Well, it's about, do I feel the eternity in this moment or not? And I can feel the eternity in this moment. How do I feel the eternity in this moment? How do I feel it? In this moment. When I engage in anything that's bound by the limitations of physicality with intent to connect it to something, transcend it beyond what it is, well then that moment now becomes one locked into eternity. For example, I just drank from my cup of water. The experience of drinking begins with the first time the liquid enters into my lips and concludes with digestion or whatever it is. It's a moment which is the beginning and an end. That's not eternal. But if I meditate for a moment and recognize that the fact that I'm gifted to be able to have this water in my hand and have the priv- privilege to drink it is a chesed from the Bara Olam. Hashem has given this to me. And as I drink it, He's giving it to me. And as I experience that beautiful gift that He's given me not only the water but the tongue to taste its subtle taste and the organs to digest it and use it so that I can continue living. So it's more than just a glass of water. He's giving me a gift of life. And when I recognize the gift of life that he's giving me, so I feel connection and I feel oneness. And this water will come and go. But that oneness will remain forever. So, when I live in this world, I can even live in this world as a temporary existence, or I can actually live in this world transcendently, which means I live in the finite with the infinite. And that's what the Seichel says to the Nefesh. When you get to this realization that your place of rest, Hamiti, in truth, it totally changes the framework. So, number one is. The world to come is not something which is going to happen, it's something which is happening. Of course, there will be a period of time after a person shuffles off his mortal coil that he will not be distracted by physicality in order to experience that experience in its truest, undiluted form. And that's why the Chorus Vava says 
the true experience of that transcendent spiritual moment is going to be when we are no longer bound by the limitations of physicality. But that doesn't mean that our focus in this world is is sidelined. It's completely centralized and informs what we do. But it does change it in as much as we don't focus in this world as an end goal. One of the times that this re- resonated so strongly with me, I was in a city. And I was in a, someone's home, and I noticed, and this, I don't know why it hit me, hit me then, but it did. I noticed how every part of the home was perfectly designed and coordinated. And it felt a little bit museum, museum-like, that if anything would be touched, it would cause like, some type of disruption. I thought, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. In the homeowner's mind, this is the destination. There is no Olam Haba. There's nothing beyond this. This is not the place of struggle and strive. This is the destination. Well, this is the destination. It has to bear the signs of what that destination represents. What does paradise look like? It looks perfect. So if paradise is here and now, I want to see it in my home. So I'm going to make everything perfect. But the problem is, it never is. There's always a leak that you have to get the plumber to come fix up. A tile cracks. But we don't accept that, so we try to adjust it. But it never works. We have to recognize that perfection is not our lot in this world. This is a time of struggle. Everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Now, if you look at everything goes wrong as an opportunity to stand up to the challenge and to get a new transcendent moment from the struggle and the overcoming thereof, oh my gosh, this world is paradise, yes. Ironically, when you look at the world as paradise, that's when you become depressed and disillusioned because it can't offer you perfection here and now. There will always be something going wrong. You've just done the bathroom and then a bit of mold grows. I mean, mold on my beautiful tiles. Come on! And there's the mold. Nothing to do until you get the mold kill out. And then you get the mold kill out and it bleach the tile. And it goes on and on and on. And those people who strive for perfection in this world, unfortunately are left in a state where they're just frustrated because it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But when you step back, take a deep breath and recognize, no, this world is the place where we grow. This world is the place where we strive. This world is the place where we struggle. And we do so. But when we do so, we have the power to transmute the temporary into the infinite. And right now, that feels hard and there's an effort because there's a resistance. And there will come a time when it will be effortless. And that's the goal and that's the destination where we'll be totally connected. And when we see that, we think, whoa, this world is a very, very, very narrow bridge. That is between the infinity of the soul before it's born to the infinity after it leaves the body. And in between, there's this narrow bridge. Tiny, tiny little little hiccup in time which is so powerful because in that minute hiccup in time will define the eternal eternal stature status being level of where we're trying to get to so we use our life carefully making sure to explode every moment into infinity and that seems worthwhile that seems worthwhile
for Tevazu and how you get there. She Tasigi, you get there all your day. She Tifrashi, Me'amidus Vakurichas Amagunim. You're going to have to let go of your negative behavioral patterns. This is one of the gates you have to go through in order to get to this level. And to save yourself from, from a real kind of unhappy, dead-ended life. And to preserve your connection to eternity. So that's the good. Sounds pretty attractive. Sounds pretty impressive. What's the bad? says the Seichel now, going to the other side of the question of the Nefesh. You'll be constantly plagued with anxiety. You're going rav. You'll be sad. And a level of depression which will be almost incessant. Because you'll never be able to achieve what you want in this world. Even once you get there, you'll get something which is hevel. Hevel means it's hot air. It has no constancy. It's got no, no substance. It will pass on to others. And you'll not be able to hold on to this world. And you'll lose the transcendent experience of life. And we call Shekain Kshauvta he Shiloita Sigi is Mishalai Saich Boila Maze Afpam Lamroitz Mamotsai Hamushokin Emanon. And when you think about it, as hard as you're gonna try, you're not gonna get there when that becomes your sole and only focus. Um I recently saw an interview. Um let me think who and where it was. So in a recent interview between Bill Bill Maher and Russell Brand, <laughs> Russell Brand kind of conclusively, essentially, intimates what the Chovas of Ovis is telling us now, that every drug, every commodity is just a placebo to relieve the pain of living. And what we really seek is connection. So these words are powerful and they ring true to anyone that has an ear to hear. All we have to do is listen.